every time you are in a situation that you find unpleasant and it persists, you are using one or more mental models that are not serving you well. That's Dr. Sri Kumar Rao, and this is the Depression Detox Show. Here we go. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to change your relationship with depression. I'm your host, Malik Josephs, and as we continue this week's topic of happiness, we have a brand new speaker who will teach us two ways to rewire our minds for happiness and success. Give it up for Dr. Sri Kumar Rao. Enjoy. All right. There are some foundational concepts in the work that I do, so let me share them with you. The first is something called mental chatter. And mental chatter is an internal monologue that we have going on in our heads all the time. It begins with you when you get up in the morning, is with you right through the day, is with you right now when not a courtesy you should be listening to my chatter instead of your chatter. How many of you in the 15 or so minutes I've been speaking have already gone someplace else? You know, what are you going to do for lunch? You need to go to the bathroom? Yep. I rest my case. Mental chatter is like an unwelcome relative who's shown up at your house and you can't throw him out. So you lead your life in spite of your mental chatter. You suppress it, you ignore it, you work around it. Sometimes it's so loud that it prevents you from going to sleep. Anyone here have a problem going to sleep? Okay, all right. Ignoring mental chatter is a big mistake. And the reason it's a big mistake is we create our reality with our mental chatter. Remember, Vishen talked earlier about, uh, you know, reality doesn't exist? He's correct. We think we live in the real world. We don't. We live in a real world and we create it with our mental chatter. And our mental models, which is the next concept I want to share with you. A mental model is a notion we have that this is the way the world works. And we have dozens of mental models. We've got a model for everything. We've got a model for how do I start a business? How do I find a good employee to hire for my business? How do I find a person to marry? How do I find a movie to go to? We've got dozens of models, maybe hundreds of models. These models may or may not conflict with each other, and we may or may not be aware of the conflict. The problem is not that we have mental models. The problem is that we are not aware that we have mental models. We think this is the way the world is, but this is not the way the world is. This is our model of this is the way the world is. And the more we believe in our model of this is the way the world is, the more evidence we seem to get that this, in fact, is the way the world is. And very soon, we build a silo around ourselves that's so thick, it's almost impossible to break out of. Okay? Now, all of this seems kind of abstract, so let me see if I can bring it home with a situation. 
And what I like to do is I'm going to describe a situation. I don't want you to listen to me. I want you to actually put yourself in that situation. All right? So can I pick on you? Yeah. What's your name? Big pun? Okay, Vasila. Okay, so here's the deal, Vasila. You're going to an important meeting and you're running late. Got that? You're driving. Okay? You are stuck in a traffic jam. Not a regular run of the mill traffic jam, but the mother of all traffic jams. You got that? Going to an important meeting, you're driving, you're running late, you're stuck in a massive traffic jam. And in addition, it's one of those really hot days, and uh, the thermometer is well over 100 degrees, and the air conditioning in your car has broken down. Got all of that, Vasila? Everybody, yes. you're in that situation? Okay. Now, a car cuts in in front of you and almost causes an accident, and then it cuts in in front of another car in front of you, almost causes another accident. What are your feelings towards the driver of that car? Vasila, how do you feel? I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> It would be fair to say that loving kindness is not it, correct? <laughs> you know, road rage was invented in California, but, you know, it traveled the world pretty well. Now, Vasila, I'm going to share some information with you. The driver of this car that cut you off so rudely and almost caused an accident, he's received some terrible news. His son was involved in a, you know, serious accident, and he's desperately trying to get to the hospital and he has no knowledge of whether or not he's ever going to see his son alive again. So what happens to your anger when I share that information with you? Does it palpably dissipate? Yes. Oh, at least it diminished. <laughs> it diminished. All right, fair enough. And all of you feel that? Your rage kind of leaves you to be replaced with compassion for a fellow human being in an unfortunate predicament? Now, Vasila, you don't really know whether the guy who cut you off was an inconsiderate jerk or a distraught father, right? That's true. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to go hire a private investigator to look into the matter. And if the private investigator reports back to you that the guy was an inconsiderate jerk, you'll be really pissed off. But if the private investigator reports to you that the guy was a distraught father, you'll feel great compassion. But until you know for sure, you're going to remain neutral. Is that what you're going to do, Vasila? I'm going to try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to do that, right, Vasila? No, I'm neutral, I'm neutral. Do you agree that none of the good people in this room is likely to hire a private investigator to look into the matter or report back? Right? Yeah, right. So if none of the good people in this room is going to hire a private investigator to look into it and report back, none of the good people in this room is going to know whether the guy who cut you off was an inconsiderate jerk or a distraught father, correct? But the more important point is, it really doesn't matter. You had the choice of determining which is the emotional domain you are going to occupy. And in all likelihood, until I explicitly pointed it out to you right now, you did, did not recognize that, one, you had a choice, and two, you exercised that choice. But I'm inviting you to think about it right now. Do you agree that you had a choice and you exercised the choice? Right. You did, right? And the reason this is important is that you face such a juncture in your life dozens of times every day. Let me repeat that. You face such a juncture in your life dozens of times every day. 
And in the vast majority of those instances, you choose to occupy a domain that leaves you depressed, angry, frustrated, rejected, and you never recognize that this is something that you chose. And the reason that you do that is because of the mental chatter that you entertain and the mental models that you hold. So when Vision earlier talked about bending reality, that's where it all starts, with an examination of what are the models that you hold which are not serving you well. This is such an important concept, I want you to take something back with you. Every time you are in a situation that you find unpleasant and it persists, not some of the time, not most of the time, every time you are in a situation that you find unpleasant and it persists, you are using one or more mental models that are not serving you well. And the moment you make a change in that mental model, poof, that situation will dissolve and disappear just like that. Okay? All right. There is another important core concept that I'd like to share with you, and that's the concept of the me-centered universe. Do all of you folks remember Galileo? Galileo got into a spot of trouble a few centuries ago. Can anyone tell me why he got into a spot of trouble? Yes, sir? Yes, ma'am? Yep. Correct, yes. So Galileo got into a spot of trouble because he postulated that perhaps the sun does not revolve around the earth, perhaps the earth revolves around the sun, right? Well, all of you folks are convinced that Galileo got it wrong. The earth does not revolve around the sun, it revolves around you personally. And every single one of you is utterly convinced of this. And I'm not entirely joking. I want you to consider this and think about it seriously. Is it or is it not true that no matter what happens, you very quickly bring it down to what's the impact on me? No matter what happens, it doesn't take very long for you to bring the conversation in your head around to what's the impact on me. Your spouse gets a great job offer. You think, gee, how is this going to affect our relationship? Your boss leaves the company. You think, gee, you know, uh, who's the new person going to be and what's my relationship going to be with that person? Or possibly, am I going to get promoted or is it that turkey down the hall? <laughs> Your daughter drops out of high school to begin an in-depth exploration of controlled substances. <laughs> I say, gee, what are they going to think about my parenting? No matter what happens, we very quickly bring the conversation out to what's the impact on me, correct? That's what I call living in a me-centered universe. Now here's something you should know about a me-centered universe. If that is where you spend the vast majority of your time, if that is where you predominantly live, you are going to live by and large a mediocre, frustrated existence punctuated with flashes of pleasure. That's just the way it is. You live in a me-centered universe, you're gonna live a mediocre existence. The only way out of that, the only way out of that into the higher level 
that uh, Vishen talked about earlier, is if you can find a cause which is bigger than you are, a cause which brings a greater good to a greater community, and you have tremendous flexibility in defining both the greater good and the greater community. But unless you can find something that is important to you, to which you can subsume, if not your whole life, at least a big chunk of it, and which does something to benefit a larger group, you're going to live a mediocre existence. The bad news is that we are so inculturated into looking out for number one and grabbing what we can for ourselves that it's very difficult to break out of that. The good news is that even a very modest stride you make will have a tremendous impact on your life. Big thanks to Dr. Rao for stopping by to share some tips with us. You can connect with him by visiting his website, theraoinstitute.com, or you can check out his latest book titled, Are You Ready to Succeed? Unconventional Strategies for Achieving Personal Mastery in Business and Life. Everything I just mentioned, including the link to the entire talk, which is really good, will be in the show description. And when you get a chance, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or follow the show on your favorite podcast player app. All right. I will see you back here Friday when we have a brand new featured speaker making her debut in the show to continue this week's topic. So until then, stay strong. Later.